I feel like, you know, telling somebody about Jesus has to be a, a little more natural. Um, I, I like to build relationships first um, because I struggle with this, you know, coming up in the church and the mindset that I had and the framework that was built around, you know, how I was converted and how I was brought into the church that uh, everybody was a prospect, right? Everybody, everybody is, you know, we just want to get them in the water. We just want to get them in the water. We just want to get them in the water. Just baptize them, just baptize them, just baptize them, right? Just get them in the water. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just get them in the water, right? And that was the mentality that I felt like was was a little bit toxic. Um, well, I mean, and it almost, it's almost on the line of just really bad theology. Almost. Right. It, yeah. Because you're just pushing it too far. It's like one thing. There's only one thing that you need, and it's the waters of baptism. Right. And it's like, well, no, I mean, I need Jesus. Hey everybody, thanks again for joining us on The Back Pew. My name is Nick, and today Justin, Caesar, and myself sit down and talk about practical ways to share Jesus with your friends. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Yeah, don't look at my muscles. <laughs> Have you seen that me uh the the uh, Instagram uh reel where it's like uh he's like, All right, we're gonna say something and you gotta top the other. And whoa, Harry, you got an invisibility cloak. How you gonna top that, Dom? And he goes, I got family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's truth. You without family you have nothing. Yeah. So those movies got so yeah. overblown, bro. Well, dude, they're amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 so they would all of them? Would, no, not yet. Not yet. I say no. Okay, yet. but not yet, as in like you're missing the latest one. Yeah. And or are you missing? missing the, like, no, 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 no. Missing the latest. Okay, so you are pretty much all caught up. Yeah, we well, <laughs> me and my friend, uh, we've watched pretty much all of them in the theater. I stopped watching after four. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, five was four. good. Five, I think, was my favorite one. Well, oh wow! You, you know, it's like I it's almost right before that one. It's almost like watching Twilight. You know, you didn't go to the midnight showing because I did. No, for, you did get, would you there for Twilight? Yeah, up there. Oh, did you go God. with a girl or just? No, it was just me by yourself. No, it's me and my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right? You went to Twilight with your guy friend? Yeah, <laughs> our wives. <laughs> oh, 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 I got you. I got you. Good. <laughs> Can't let the wives go by themselves. Come on, you you can't go by yourself either. <laughs> that's like that's like saying you want to go see Barbie. Ugh. Oh yeah, no, I don't know about that one. No, mm-hmm. no, no bueno, man. No bueno. Mm-mm. But mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. did Starbucks actually make you bring your own cup nowadays? Because I heard there's a couple of places that have started doing that. No, I mean they don't make you bring it, but if you do bring it, I think they give you like. 10 cents off. Ooh, that's 10, a deal. 15 cents. <laughs> that's a deal. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. doing that for really make this. Right. Really makes a difference. So you yeah. can limit your carbon footprint. But I forgot until you brought it up. It's like now I'm gonna start taking it. No, just like when they just like when they want the whole world to be vegan. So and I say no. Well, you're supposed to eat bugs. Oh bugs. Bugs. It's bugs now. Like Where crickets and no you can make crickets, yeah. Oh, I had a cricket in my bedroom the other day. Did you eat? My wife got all freaked out and she was like, It's a roach, it's a roach. So I'm like, no, it's not a roach, it's a cricket. <laughs> and so I caught it and put it in a bucket, and then Charlie was playing with it. Well, you could be like John the Baptist and eat crickets, right? Chocolate-covered chocolate locusts and honey. Yeah. Mmm, locusts and honey. 
Yeah, it sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Especially wild honey. Wild honey. Mm-hmm. Just get it straight from the comb. Yeah. Is it not working? Uh, it's hot. You're sweaty? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not big jack coffee. Water. But you should drink more water anyways. It's better for you. I heard coffee keeps you awake. Are you a de- decaf person or are you like a black only? Not black, but regular coffee. This is regular. You don't do any sweetener at all? Milk. Just milk? Coffee and milk. Half and half or just milk? Regular milk. Just regular milk. I drink my coffee black. Interesting. Because I'm a real man. Mm. I think you have to, if you think about it, right, if you, how the West was won, right? Mm-hmm. And you realize that by the time they got to California, they were probably reusing the grounds that they had. Right. Yeah. So that's why I think coffee on the on the East Coast tastes better. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. they're reusing the grounds out here. Or... By the time by the time we got to California, yeah, you were reusing the grounds. So the coffee over here, most people just kind of thought, oh yeah, it's supposed to take like taste like this. <laughs> well, it is. I dude, I didn't even drink a quarter cup of coffee this morning. Like I'm just phasing out of coffee. It's just. The way it goes, I take that pre-workout early in the morning, and then I go until about two o'clock and get a fifteen-minute nap, and then I need a pre-workout. Yeah, you need to you need to go buy some. I know. <laughs> the moment I get paid, I'll be there. So, anyways, all right, corny Bible joke. Let's hear it. I don't have it on my. I don't have it in my head. I will pop it up real quick. Uh, Are you gonna do the the intro again? Is that the plan? Or are we doing something different no. this time? Because we did it twice, right? We did the intro twice. We have to see how people receive it before we start it back up again. Well, I know, but you wanted to try something different. So I think if you want to try something different, then why not do two something different and two with the thing and then see what people have to say about that. I think that seems, right. seems to be pretty How about crazy. this? How about this? Uh, and I'll try to cut this out, but uh, we'll start like right in the middle. Like we're five minutes in, we've had some banter and we'll just start. Right in. I'll just play the the background music and sure if that's true. Rock and roll. That, we'll try that. Sure. And then uh, mm. we'll go from there. That's okay. good. But let's hear my joke. Yeah, everyone hear my joke first. Okay. I probably it's probably not that good. How did I get over there? Jeez. Are you ready to be dumbfounded by witty jokes? What's the best way to study the Bible? I I don't know. You got me. You look into it. Wow. That's a good one. Uh, why did the sponge go to church? I don't know. It was holy. Oh, holy. Got it. Is it, was it like? Well, it's just like that joke, what kind of cheese is the most holy cheese? Swiss. Swiss. Okay. It's holy. No, it's the same kind of joke. All right. Here we go. Let's make sure I get the right one here. Oh, I got one. I got one. You got one? Yeah, yeah. What kind of car did Jesus drive? Chrysler. Nah, I didn't really say that one, did we? No, I don't know. Oh, no, we haven't. All right, here we, we haven't have said that one. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Back Pew. I'm here with Justin and Caesar, and thanks again for tuning in. How are you guys doing? We're doing great today. It's great to be here. Yeah, can't complain too much. It's nice outside. A little bit of rain the other day. Yeah, we got drenched. It was yeah. good. It was good. Really, really good. You should have seen some of the uh, the flooding over out in the desert. It was really entertaining to watch. I mean, obviously from afar, not there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to, were you flying over? It? No, no, I was just watching the reels. 
uh, a couple of the groups that I've been for exploring the Mojave Desert, and uh, they had quite a few interesting photographs or videos of the flooding that's going on over there. So, really neat. Yeah. It was good to have storm. Well, San Diego got hit pretty good with a tropical storm or hurricane category one, or I don't know what they got, but they got something. They got a swirl that hit upper Baja, San Diego. I heard Mexico got hit really bad. Did they? Mm, yeah. They heard the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. They were praying well, for our prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers going them, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, so, uh, what are we talking about today? What's going on? What's the plan? Well, I figured it would be good for us to, uh, not just talk about the question, well, how do you, how do you share Jesus with your friends, but why should we share Jesus with our friends? What are, uh, tactics, methods, you know, what's, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I, cause I think, I think in a lot, in a lot of the church world today, we, we make evangelism extremely difficult. And when you make it extremely difficult, you get the two groups of people, the people that are scared that they can't do it. And the people who are like, that's too difficult. I'm not going to do it. Right. And so you've got a lot of group. In fact, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, let me see if I can find my phone here or where I put it. Um, I put out a poll mm-hmm. and I asked, let me pull it up here. I asked the question, here we go. And my Wi-Fi is not going to work. Great. Come on. I asked the question, uh, what typically, um, what typically, hold on, uh, what typically keeps you from sharing your faith, Uh. right? Um, 31% said, I'm scared. 54% said, I don't know how. And uh, then we had one, uh, we had 15%, well, we had one person vote on there. We didn't get a lot of people voting. So uh, if you're listening and you'll follow our Instagram, make sure you vote next time we put out a poll so we get more polls. Uh, I put on the last one there, trying to be funny, but I said, uh, nothing stops me. I'm a Jesus sharing machine. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I like that one. So, yeah. Um, no, and that's, I mean, you know, it it's different for everybody, right? Yeah. You know, um, it is, it is, it is scary uh, when you first start out. Um, what, what you guys, uh, tell me what your experiences were with, uh, sharing your faith with, uh, people you worked with or people in your, people in your family or that kind of thing. So I think a lot of different things, obviously, but, uh, in particular this, I, I think it's a two part question. Uh, one being how would one go about sharing it? Um, and for me, how does one go about sharing it? I think the moment presents itself. Um, right. it will, for me personally, cause I know that the way that I look at the different uh, fruits of the Spirit and the different gifts that you're given, I don't think that um, necessarily that I'm I'm supposed to be always out trying to do that. Sure. Maybe I am, but for me personally, that's not yeah. me. I'm, I'm not the soldier. I'm the guy that's going to give you the bullets. Right? Right, right. So if you're a really good sniper, I'll give you the bullets. Yeah. Right? I'll make sure that you've got food and you got the bullets and you're ready to rock and roll. Right. Right? Because you're the sniper. Right. Uh, and that's kind of how I see it, like a like kind of like a military type situation. I know it sounds a little bit strange, but but at the same time, there's always times where you have to. You're presented a situation where you're asked why you have hope, right? It's the Second Peter right. aspect of things, right? Where you need to be able to give uh, a reason as to why you believe. Yeah. So, um, 
was the first question again? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what have your experiences been with okay. sharing your faith? So uh, the way that I share my faith is whenever it presents itself to me. Okay. Uh, like I've had situations at work where someone's like, why are you acting that way? Or why are you doing this a certain way? And are you, do you believe that there's a creator? Mm. Right. And that's usually how it's, it's presented to me. And then I just, you know, tell them the reasoning of why I believe there's right. a creation, a creator, because I don't think that it, you know, like a pen can't make itself just like my eye can't form from nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And so that usually develops in why I believe that there's a creator. And then from that, then I start narrowing it down as to, okay, why, why I believe uh, Christianity versus like maybe Islam or right. something else of that nature, or why would I pick, you know, to me, there's basically three, three different uh, larger religions that make sense, right? Christianity, yeah. Judaism, and uh, Muslim, right? Right, And then out of those three, why would I pick Christianity and not Judaism or not uh, Muslim, right? Yeah. And then I kind of break down about that, but you know, I'm, it's just because I've my the way my mind's comprehend. I don't think that everybody has to do it that way, no, though. No. Not at all, because you're you're not so. I, I we're just supposed to be planting the seed. We're not doing anything other than hey, right. you know, I believe there's a God, and here's why I believe there's a God. That's that's basically where it ends, right? right. So maybe the way that you bring that topic up or someone else does, I don't I don't think there's a wrong way of doing that. No, I don't think so either. I, I think you know it was a question we had. You know, um, when I asked uh, several weeks ago before we even started recording episodes, uh, what do you think are some topics that need to be discussed? Talked about one of those was how to share your friend, how to share Jesus with your friends. Mm. Because I think it's a big concern of people like, how do I share my faith? I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't know how. Uh, What do I say? Right. So I I always fall back on my experiences because I've always been very evangelistic you know i want people to believe i want people to have faith i want people to to find jesus but i don't want but i don't want to force it down their throat to where they turn around and go nope i'm not doing that like no way because i've had people uh that you know uh regrettably i've done that to because i was naive right and so when I, when I was first coming uh into the christian faith I got a um, a mentor of mine, you know, I asked him, like, how do you do Bible studies with people? I really want to do Bible studies with people. And, you know, he was, you know, very big on, you know, you need to talk about salvation, the plan of salvation, you know, hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized, right? This is the way um, kind of uh, mentality. Yeah, right. Um, you know, he he would, he had this, meant this very, uh, you know, in order to bring people to the knowledge of God, you have to put them in the Bible, which I think is true. But I also, but I also think that the way that you live plays a big role in how someone else responds, which is weird because it's not us that they're following. It's, it's us representing a God that is infinite and visible, right? So, so, and then, uh, I had several experiences with where I was trying to figure out like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how to like, I don't have a script, right? I don't have a Bible study. Like we know some people that, uh, that they have a script, right? They have Bible studies, they have a series, they have things that they work through with people in order to get them certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I always kind of, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. I always kind of felt like when I was doing something like that, I was tr- manipulating somebody, right? Like manipulating their mind. Like, here's what I believe because this, the scriptures say this, that, and the other, instead of walking them to trust and faith in Jesus, right? Through 
um, showing them God's credible background, which is essentially what you're doing with scripture. Right. Um, but they have to see it on their own. Right. So uh, another time I was working in my first ministry and out in Northern California. And I, I heard about this guy in the South who was just, you know, baptizing and converting people like crazy. Like he had started at a, you know, 150 member congregation and baptized, you know, 300 and something people up to 450 people. I mean, he was just, just baptizing people like crazy, doing all these Bible studies. You know, his success rate was nine out of 10, right? Nine out of 10 studies. He only had one rejection. He had all these people that were super committed and super faithful. And of course, when they're pitching it like a sale like that, right? You're like, man, I gotta, I gotta jump on this. I gotta figure out if this works, right? Well, I, I had him come out and do a seminar and talk to our people and try to train them to do what he did, right? To like find people in the community. He had these little, you know, booklets you could use to study with people and this, that, and the other, and this crazy method. And you know, you're all excited when when they bring it. And you're like, yeah, I could finally do this. And then you start to do it and you start to fail, and you're like, okay, why am I failing? Right. Why is this not working? Um, you know, I went over seven. I had seven studies with that same method he introduced and I followed what he said and I did what he did, what he told me to do. And I had seven, seven walkaways. Right. I had probably three, three people after the second study go, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And I had four other people that, uh, you know, at the end were like, oh, cool. This was a great study. And that was it. There was no response, right? Like, you know, like, and, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the response from somebody to be baptized. But again, it, in my naivety, and I'm not, that's not to say that it doesn't work in some other place, right? It doesn't work in some place like Tennessee, where the population is much more religious than a place like California, mm -hmm. right? Um, where, especially where I was at, you know, I lived around a bunch of uh, country people, <laughs> mountain people. So it's a different environment, right? And I had been, I, I, you know, I've been searching for a way to help people come closer to Jesus, right? And I thought that that way was through sitting them down one-on-one -on -one studies, which is good, right? Um, but what I found over the course of my years here is that what's much more effective in our part of the world is building relationships first and then sharing your faith. That's exactly how it should be done, honestly. Because uh, when you're trying to reach out, like that's the that's the biggest problem that everybody always thinks about. You know, religion that it's always going to be shoved down your throat, and you're always being forced to accept mm -hmm. it in either way. But I believe that when you start a friendship, you have a bond, you have a trust, and then you start implementing little words in there, like "Oh man, thank God for this," or. I'm going to, or you start praying for your food right then and there, like without anybody, you know, without a concern of mm. how people might judge you, might see you. Then some of your friends might start, you know, getting a little influence and asking questions. And then you just mm. being you, because you know why you're doing those certain things. And if yeah. you're being, like they say, real recognizes real, right? right? So if you're being true and they're seeing that, then they may be more open to recepting to whatever you have to say. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's one of the best ways to start it off. It's just little things of that nature or little stories that you'll tell your friend, oh yeah, this weekend me and my church, we hung out and we did this and this and that, or right. the church and I, or this guy from church, you know, you bring up just church. Mm. Then maybe some of your colleagues or other friends might be like, you talk a lot about church. You talk mm. a lot about people in the church. So why do you do this? And then when you explain yourself and mm. you know, you know where you stand, 
right. they might be more open-minded, be like, you know what, I've thought about this. Or you can ask them the question, have you thought about it? Like, now that you're asking me the question, then yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. You kind of free yourself right. up. Have you thought about it? Why, did, why didn't you like? What is your experiences? And then it, you hear their feedback. Yeah. And most, most of the time, it's always the same things. It's being shoved down my throat. I'm being forced to. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I Every time I show up, I have to give my information. I have to be... Right. Um, acknowledged in the congregation. Yeah, you just want my money. You, yeah. you want my money. Things that we kind of discussed a little bit sure. before, but that's why you also have to kind of have an open mind and tell them, you know what, just come check it out. You don't got to fill out the card. Just come check it out. If you, you know, just, we'll hang out. We'll sit together. I don't even do that. Things of that. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, this is what I'm thinking now in my head. Because like, right. I, I have people that already kind of asked me. Yeah. And this is what I'm stating. If you're interested, you know, we can ask me the questions. What are your concerns? And then yeah. if I get any of that, I'm going to relate back to, you know, someone in leadership sure. and be like, listen, I have someone who's coming in, but they're interested, but we we can't yeah. <laughs> force any of our beliefs like this. We have to be open-minded and let them come. Just right. like I think our church does a good job of doing that. They do. Right. Ours does, but not everybody is like that. I mean, I think you're a solid case for that point too because they didn't make you do anything when you when you got there either you know they didn't make you commit they didn't force they didn't force baptism but that's why i joined the church because that's how they did they i took a whole year before i decided to finally embrace everything it took me a whole entire year maybe even more than a year did make you do anything justin uh not that i know of not till recently (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean i i I just have a different different question i hope you don't mind uh but caesar my my question, I guess, would be with the person listening, right? If I'm listening to you right now, yeah. or I am listening to you right now, right. and my other question or my follow-up question is somebody who's afraid, uh-huh. right? So my follow-up question is if I'm somebody who's afraid is, okay, well, how do I tell somebody who's just not interested in going to church, but he's my friend, and I just want to talk to him, right? So it, what do you what would you go about saying to to even bring up the conversation of religion? Like, let's say they're they're just... Like whenever you're meeting with them and stuff, you, you're just not in a position where you're able to talk about going to the church or maybe talking about God, but maybe how would you go about uh, so introducing the just, conversation? Sometimes it's just timing. Yeah. Sometimes you, you may itching, you're dying to just tell them about it and you're so excited and you want to bring out that message and you want to start this conversation with them. But sometimes you just got to wait for that right moment. It's not always the right time. You can't just bring it out of nowhere. Maybe start easing into it, like I was saying. Little. So, like, like how how do you think you would? Let's just say you eased into it, right? Well, because I think I think you touched on a point that I like. That's why I'm, I'm kind of digging at it. Okay. Which was this? Uh, it was like so you posed the question back to the person, right? Right. And the question was basically, I know that not so many words is probably not right, but uh, is there? Do you believe there's an afterlife? Yeah, those are right. You know, the following, like, it depends on your it's conversation. Follow up question, or you can always start a conversation that will work its way into this kind of conversation. Okay, you know, like um, an example, you could talk about like, oh man, I'm scared about my health and things of this nature, and I wonder what's after death. And then you can ask them, what do you think? You know, right. like a formal conversation, right? Without having yeah. the intention of bringing right. up religion, and right. then you can share your opinion. On base of what you believe, I believe that we will go to the kingdom or what, and hear them out. Sure. 
And then don't always try to force them. So if you don't agree with what they're saying, you're not going to say, you know what? I completely disagree. This was a mistake. <laughs> no, no, no. It'd be like, oh, okay. I, I, I see where you're going with it. Yeah. Oh, that, that's an interesting take. Okay. Yeah. Um, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. That's, that's okay. I understand. I accept. Right. That's cool. This is where I come from. And then maybe, like I said, it always has to be an open mind because if you give your part and then they're starting to close out, then okay, they're closed out. I'm well, not going to push this subject any further so what i would my follow-up to that is okay let's say we have that conversation and i and we interject mm-hmm. hey do you believe there's an afterlife and you say well yeah i actually think or no i don't mm-hmm. then then i think uh what was that where was i going with it the follow-up would be do you think you're a good person yes i do believe i'm a good person okay okay and then so the reality of it is is there's not not one good right so, <laughs> Her? yeah, so only, only God is good. Okay. Right. And so what you would, I know this is different, right? Nick knows what I'm doing, but okay, yeah. Could, it, maybe he can help me cause I'm failing. So, so, so uh, the question I would ask, um, uh, you know, what kind of people do you think are going to heaven? What kind of people do you think are going to heaven? Yeah. Oh, what kind of people are going to heaven? That's a good question. See, now that's a, those are, those are some of the I mean, questions that. That's the, are you asking me or is this no like no like answer the question answer the question both of okay. which are fair because I think the person who's listening is right. why they're asking the okay, question okay, okay. because they want to know okay how do I lead them to understand uh-huh. why I believe in God okay right? so the, and so why I asked you if you were a good person which is the same reason why Nick's mm-hmm. asking you why what kind of people do you think are in heaven okay so I think that for one you you have to believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and accept them. You have to be baptized mm-hmm. and try your best to try to live by what the word says, what it's said in the Bible or live and live. Try to, you know, like they always say, we try to be as close as we can to his image. Sometimes okay. it goes back to that famous WWJD, what would yeah. Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Yeah. Kind of have that kind of in your mind. I know not everybody is already, nobody's always perfect right. in things, but, you know, something close to that nature and... What do you think the average yeah. response would be? Like, if you were to ask your friends, like, uh, what, what, what kind of people do you think go to heaven? I think, per, honestly, what do you think they would say? I think they would just say, as long as you're a good person, honestly. So, 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 so not, not, not knowing, okay. yeah, not knowing that you need to be baptized or accepting Jesus Christ. I think they believe but, as long as you're not out there committing all these sure. extreme sins, right. then that you may have a shot. Yeah, that's at that's, getting in. So, so then here you go. So this, this, okay. this is opens up right. the door. Yeah, right. right. And so I think you're going to take. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Um, uh, so, so do good people go to heaven or do forgiven people go to heaven? Oh, do good people go or do forgiven people? Forgiven people. Hmm. Forgiven as in like they've already accepted Jesus, right? Forgiven as sins. Ooh, yeah. There's lightning over there. Um, I saw a flash again. Uh, do good people go to heaven, right? Well, yeah, well, back so now what you mean, yeah, no, right? forgiven people are people who, yeah, have, do good people go to heaven or do forgiven people go to heaven? Okay, so I think now, from kind of what I think, is forgiven people, mm-hmm. okay, are more likely to get in than good people, right? Okay. So, so that's so then, yeah. okay, how do you know you're forgiven? Well, hold on, before you go that far, let me back up just a second. Okay. I have another question for that, okay, okay which is this, all right. Uh, if good people go to heaven, if you if that's where your the fi- mindset is going, it's good people, then then the question would be, if you think you're good, which you said, yeah, I think uh-huh. I'm good. Okay, so then the question is, is this, 
I'm going to hold up a mirror for you. It's not me judging you, but this is the mirror, and the mirror is the commandments. Have you stolen something, irrespective of what it, of what the value was? Have you ever stolen something? Right. Have you? It's confessing his sins. I plead liability. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you get my point, right? Like, so, that's so my fifth second, amendment, so then, right? So then, <laughs> have you... Uh, have you maybe lied about something? Uh, Anything at all? Yeah. So what do you who do you what do you call someone who lies? A liar. A liar. So now you're a lying thief. Okay. Right. So I've only said two of the Ten Commandments, right? Right. And a judge a judge is going to judge you someday on uh-huh. the Ten Commandments. Okay. Right. So do you think based upon that, just ha- two out of ten? Right. You got you basically you're you're basically saying you failed because you said you're a liar and a thief, right? Okay. All right. So now what do you do? Because you can't. What do you think the judge is going to say? Okay. So it's it's difficult because we don't know what he's going to say, but, but maybe you, 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 you know, okay, you know, you're out. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, but you just maybe don't understand where I'm going with it, which okay. is fair, All right? Because right? I think Nick can probably do some other things too with where I'm going with this. But uh-huh. what I'm saying is this: once you once you know and you've exposed that, hey, you're not good, uh-huh. right? Right. Then then comes uh, the reality of the the gospel, right? What the gospel is is that that you're not good and that you needed a savior, mm-hmm. right? So it'd be like uh, I'm a doctor, right? Right. And you're my patient and you're sick. And you don't know that you're sick because you're perfectly healthy. You ran a marathon last night, right? You're, you're, you're totally fine. Okay. But I know that you're sick, uh-huh. right? Because I have the x-rays. Right. So, and I have a pill that's a cure for you. Okay. So do I just give you the pill or do I show you the x-rays? That's the question. Mm. Okay. Okay. So what do you think? Do I give him, do I if give you a little like, hey, you're I'll sick, be. right? Hey, you see that you're sick, right? And you're uh, like, no, uh, not here's healthy. the proof. Here's the proof that you're sick. Okay. Yeah. But the good news is we have a cure. Yes. Would you like the cure? Yes. So if, if, so if you, if you just, if you say that, like, I mean, if you come from that angle with your friends, it's like, you know, you help them understand that, you know, yet they're, they're sin, they're, they're in sin. They're separated from God. They're doing, they're living by their by their ways not by god's ways and then you wow that is cool um and you help them understand that their separation from god means separation from life then you then you can move the chains with them and help them understand it's like okay in order to get myself in a right relationship with god i have to establish a relationship with god which means that I have to do things like I have to go learn about God and who he is. I have to go learn about, you know, I have to go learn about more about maybe what I'm doing wrong as a human being and how I can, how do I get that fixed? Well, the reality of it is you can't fix it on your own, right? The reality of it is that you can't, you can't forgive your own sin. Um, you, you, you have transgressed against a law that is, that is a billion times as big as you, um, that is, that is spanned across humanity for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, and you've broken the same laws that these other people, yet there's a cure, right, for your sickness, right? We'll call it sin sick, you know, yeah. being sin sick. Well, I mean, my, my point was just basically that you're trying to bring, uh, you know, the x-rays to the patient mm-hmm. instead of saying, here's the pill for the cure, right? Because if you jump to, here's the pill for the cure, you don't understand why you're giving me the cure, right? You're less likely to say, yeah, people are complaining the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. You have to complain the symptoms. So that's why I was saying, that's why I was kind of saying, if you lead them through going, okay, you think you're a good person, right? You looked at yourself in the mirror, you think you're a good person, but 
did you look at it through God's eyes, which mm-hmm. is, okay, have you ever stolen something? Have you ever lied? Have you ever committed adultery? Which, according to, to Jesus, have you looked at a woman with lust? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, you know, those are things that are that are impossible for mankind, but with mm-hmm. God is possible. Yep. Right? So that's that's what I'm trying to lead, what I was trying right. to get you to kind of see where I was going with, right? Yeah. Okay. Right? So it, it opens up that, that conversation a little bit more to like, hey, look, you're not perfect. But I'm not saying you have to take it that far because you might not, it might just be a conversation where like, oh, you believe in God? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right? And then the next time you see them, maybe they got another question for you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to lead up to it. Right. You have to build the relationship. You have to build the relationships. Right. 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 Yeah. You don't want to feel attacked. You don't, you, you, feel. you don't want to feel attacked and you don't want to feel like you're attacking someone too. Right. Because then that could also damage your relationship. Sure. And then everything, you thought you had a good friendship. And then all of a sudden, because of different beliefs, maybe, you know. Yeah, you just squashed it. Some, right. Yeah. And so it is something that you can bring out one thing at a time. Talk about it a little bit this time. Cool. We let things yeah. go by a little bit, then bring up the subject a little bit right. friendly or a different matter, which with the same kind of intentions to kind of, you know, talk about Jesus and, and you know, we see well, where we can go from there. Yeah, and, and, and to back up just a step even further, before you even get to this kind of thing, like I know there are people who are there, they're just so bold, they'll just go up and do things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But but a lot of times, I mean, at least for me, I, I feel like, you know, telling somebody about Jesus has to be a, a little more natural. Um, I, I like to build relationships first um, because I struggle with this, you know, coming up, in the church and the mindset that I had and the framework that was built around, you know, how I was converted and how I was brought into the church that, uh, everybody was a prospect, right? Everybody, everybody is, you know, we just want to get them in the water. We just want to get them in the water. We just want to get them in the water. Just baptize them, just baptize them, just baptize them, right? Just get them in the water. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just get them in the water. <laughs> right. And that was the mentality that I felt like was, was a little bit toxic. Um, well, I mean, and it almost, it's almost on the line of just really bad theology. Right. It yeah. Because you're just pushing it too far. There's like one thing. There's only one thing that you need, and it's the waters of baptism. Right. And it's like, well, no, I mean, I need Jesus. So. Yeah. So let's talk about the discipleship process here, because I think this is a good place to, this is a good place to do it. Um, you know, and I and I know everybody's got different ideas and theories and, and you know, concepts on, on how that works, but I think a lot of people miss uh i think a lot of people misunderstand like like in the church of christ tradition you know oftentimes what you'll tell people to do what they have to do to obey the gospel right and i think i explained this last night you give them steps right here believe repent confess be baptized right sure it's kind of the the step process of you know how you get to where god is sure but Uh, can you define what you mean by disciple first disciple a student or learner okay thank you Um, (laughs) <laughs> okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page because maybe somebody interprets disciple slightly different. Sure. So I want to make sure we're talking yeah, about the student thing. learner. Uh, you could even say follower, and I know there are we have friends that don't like that. But uh, student, <laughs> student, teacher. Yeah, yeah. Learn. You are the student. He is the teacher. Right? right. He is the teacher of Israel. That's why like Matthew twenty three is so important because the Pharisees saw themselves as these teachers, right, and as the only teachers. And Jesus says, "You have one. Don't be called a leader. Don't be called a teacher because you have one and and only two. Not that you couldn't be a teacher, right? But that." You have a teacher, somebody who teaches you to teach other people. So ultimately, he is the broad-spec teacher, right? The the individuals like I didn't 
come up with this information myself. God taught me, right? God showed me, God, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh-huh. So, so d- disciple, uh, you know, considering yourself or looking at yourself as a student or a learner, I think is a very important perspective to have right now, how that process goes. I, I would also say that you could be a disciple before you're baptized, which there's some people that think, you know, you can't be a disciple until you're baptized yet. There's passages like Matthew 28 that say, go out and make disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Then baptize them, right? right? We're making students, we're making learners, and then they're being baptized. It's not baptized, then make disciple, you yeah. know, make a disciple. It's ba- make a disciple, then baptize. Right. I mean, I, I think baptism has a lot of, there's a lot of thought that goes into it, at least for me. Oh, yeah. I understand how how it can be uh, a driver, like what you're saying. Right. But be baptized, be baptized. It's like, well, that's great. I'm all for it. But I mean, there's a lot of thinking that needs a lot of processing, like like what Caesar was talking about. It's not a, I don't, I don't know. I think I think believers nowadays, it's not a instantaneous thing. I think it's something that's going to take place over a longer period of time. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, what it took you a year before you made a decision. To yeah, about a year, do, right? Year, year so, and a half, yeah. Yeah, I honestly think that it, no, I don't. I don't think it's hey, believe and be baptized right now. It's like, well, I believe there's a God. Yeah. And I'm going to read about it, and I'm going to do some research on it, and then I'm going to make my decision. Right. Well, right. you weren't baptized until you were what forty something, probably yeah, forty something about a year ago, right? Yeah. When you went to Jerusalem. Yeah, when I went to Jerusalem. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But I right. mean, doesn't mean that I didn't, because no, you know, obviously I followed Jesus for a long period of time yeah. before that. Right. Um, but. I mean, it's just a different a different way of looking at it. I don't think that uh, I don't know. I got to be careful with this because <laughs> some people are going to take it the wrong way. But I really don't think that baptism is the only way into heaven. No, sorry, that's not that's not how it is. And nor do I think it's a work. I don't mm. think baptism is a no. Work. It's an act of faith. Right. It's more of an act of faith. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, because that's both sides of the coin. One one side of the coin says you have to be baptized in order to be saved, and the other side of the coin says, no, that's a work. Yeah. And I'm not saying either of those. Right. What I'm saying is I think that it's it's a process in which uh, you're showing your commitment just like the Israelites did when they had circumcision. Right. Uh, and there was a time where the Israelites didn't even circumcise when they were wandering around in the wilderness, Right. And and where we where we would disagree is that I that I think that baptism is the place where you're forgiven of your sin, and that's where we might. There, I wouldn't say that it, I wouldn't say that you're working. You're not working for your salvation, right? No. You're not working to get into heaven. You can't earn your salvation. Mm-hmm. That is clear, and that we do agree on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ba- we do agree that baptism is an act of faith. Was I totally one hundred percent believe it is an act of faith, but. It's also an act of obedience, right? Which obedience is not a work. So the driving point to baptism, I would say, is is ultimately belief, right? Believing in Jesus drives you towards that next step, right? So you'd say that the I this is where I, this is what I would say. This is my my take on it, right? Okay, you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You've learned about Him. You become a student. You become a disciple, right? You believe that he is, you take that next step and you start uh, frequenting your Bible more, right? You start praying more, you start learning more, you start being involved in things in the church, you start uh, trying to absorb as much as you can, and you get to the point where it's like, okay, well, what do I do next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what haven't, what haven't, uh, what, what is the next step in my process, right? Um, and 
I think the next step in the process is to be forgiven of your sin, right? So how do you, I mean, we could, we, we're going to run off on a rabbit hole on yeah. this one. And we are, because you got to be careful with this. No, one, because to be honest with you, I don't think it's connected to forgiveness of sins at all. I mean, if you look at, and just look at the thief on the cross, right? A lot of people will go to that. Mm. However, that's what he says. He says, yeah, you'll be in paradise with him. Not heaven, paradise. Paradise yeah. meaning, uh, you know, at when it was three days, three nights in, uh, in paradise, which would be in the earth, right? Mm. With, uh, you know, the, all the prophets that were before. Mm. Um, so no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because but, I don't think there, I mean, you'd really have to, you'd be hard pressed to show me a scripture that says that basically states without baptism, there's no forgiveness of sin. I think forgiveness of sin is a repentance. You're turning, you're turning from it. You're doing, you're making the turn, you're switching. Um, that's a good, that's a good argument. Uh, the, uh, so let me let me throw this at you. Let me throw this at you. Sorry. Let me throw this at you too, because you you brought up the thief on the cross, and I think um, you know if you go back to Mark chapter two, right, and you look at, or even what is it, Matthew nine, where he heals the paralytic, right? Matthew nine, right before Matthew's called to be a disciple of Jesus, sure. he heals the paralytic, and he says that you would know that the Son of Man has, or yeah, that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins while on earth, right? Mm-hmm. So by technicality, Jesus has not technically created the new covenant. Yeah, but he's un- when the thief is on the cross, he says, "This day you will be with me in paradise." He has the power, the authority to forgive sin. The new covenant hasn't been created yet. Right, that's right. Right. So, so, but I do also, but I, but I think that's an exception, not a rule. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. If you look at other uh, situations, I'm going to have to say this, like. There's plenty of people that I know who've gotten baptized and just turned completely away from Christ and are no longer connected at all. Right? Right. Not at right. all. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I know that and I know there's probably some people that haven't been baptized that are not connected at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think that either of those two things have anything to do with the forgiveness of sin. The the connection, right? Neither of them. Neither 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 baptism or non baptism. You'd have to, I mean, you really have to point out exactly where, where you're talking about for me personally. I mean, I haven't, I didn't know we were going to go down this rabbit hole or what I didn't. I mean, we won't go, we won't go too far down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're just talking about it in, in, in sense, in the sense of the, the discipleship process, right? The process. I I agree with the discipleship process meaning being something that, at least for me, I mean, theologically, we would disagree on whether or not it's for, for the goodness of sins, and that's, that, that's, that's okay. But um, I think I think discipleship is something where, like, I sit with you, and I sit with uh, with you over here, and we decide, hey, let's read the Bible together. Let's talk about it together. Yeah, let's yeah. learn about it together. That, to me, is discipleship. Right. And then also going on my own and doing my research to see, okay, am I right or wrong? Am I not right or wrong? Right. And then, hey, let's get back together and let's talk about it again. Right. I think that's more like a discipleship type right. uh, situation. Right. We'll agree with you highly. Yeah. Well, I, I would also I would also point out too, like you, when you're talking about a disciple, right, a student or a learner, you could say it's like, like I have uh, the ADD, which means I have the ability to focus on things that I like and the things that I don't like, I, you know, could care less about. Uh-huh. Right. And um, when I get into something, when I love something, when I'm passionate about something, I absorb every piece of information that I can about that thing, right? And I learn it and I know it and I have information and I and I'm able to apply that information to my life. I think where the disconnect is for a lot of people is 
They they believe that like like we talked about in uh, episode two, right? There's a lot of people that believe in God. But there's not a lot of people that believe God, and I think that circles around to if you believe God, you'll take action. If you believe the information that's being presented to you, the information part of the transformation is information, but the information has to be. <sighs> the right information right so so the process comes in like okay like i've been a student of archery for the last 15 years right um, i started out i didn't know how to shoot uh, i could shoot about 10 yards i wasn't very accurate i wasn't shooting groups um, i didn't have the right form i wasn't uh, squeezing the trigger i was pulling the trigger these are all things that you as, as you go and as you set up in the right way that you begin to learn and you begin to learn it's like okay if i keep my if i keep that that rest right in 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 the crux of my hand right here right and i hold it like that the string is not going to slap my wrist right it's going to keep the bow at a at a and it's going to keep the the bubble on my sight even right if i squeeze the trigger i have the ability to not jerk right which means that it's not going to go to the left or right i'm just going to squeeze like i squeeze it on a rifle and it's going to go right where i put that pin so these are things you learn over a period of time that you're making corrections and you're you're learning it more about you're getting more in depth with and i think the same applies to learning about jesus and how to bring that up to your friends yeah yeah right right so so i i think our ultimate goal is how do we how do we you know when you when you're talking to somebody about it i think first step one is relationship i think we'd all agree on that looking at people as friends loving people you know despite whether or not whether or not you whether or not they accept what you say or want to talk about what you say or want to do what you know want to believe what you tell them to believe you love people like friends not prospects Right. And then the second, the second one would be, um, you know, maintaining, well, it, it is all about relationships. I would say that that's the key to sharing Jesus with your friends is building relationships. Well, I think also it's important. <laughs> There's just one thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, well, the second one kind of would be like, how do you communicate? R- right. Uh, right. You'll communicate get what you want. Yeah. So you've, you established the, the, the relationship. That's number one. The second thing is how, what are you going to talk about? How are you going to speak? about that to to make it a full discussion kind of thing because it, we, for some people that helps but it only works for about 15 percent of the people that have a script right oh that's well, not, not, not a script not exactly not a script um, but the way you talk also you you don't want to go in there with your tone the tone your tone is more harsh you're using right 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 right, right. yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying you have yeah. to have a tone you have to have a oh yeah you could beat people over the head with it you know you know yeah, that's, that, that's the thing yeah do you want to push them away or do you want you to translate them? Them. so you develop the, the, the relationship then you develop you know your speaking your communication skill right. to communicate the message that you're trying to get across and and maintain a good relationship right. that's number two is develop communication and not a script but you'll learn things too because you may have say something that maybe is irrelevant Mm. And then you'll learn another different way of bringing that same message across that will make more sense. But the common ground aspect, right? So like when you, when you meet somebody that's new, right? You're, mm. I mean, at least for me, this is where I always go to. I always, you know, ask them where they're from. I always ask them, you know, what are they, what are their hobbies? What do they like? You know, or I'll observe something that they're doing and make a comment on it. And so I try to establish first and foremost common ground. Like this is how you begin a relationship with somebody is like, what do we have in common? Right. What do we, what do we, what do we, what are, what are the things that we're doing that are the same as like people at the gym, right? When I started the gym, I was almost 290 pounds, right? I met a guy in there who was, you know, who had come out of his own weight loss journey, right? Uh, who had, who had 
gotten big and then now had been transformed and I would ask him questions about what he was doing and I didn't really bring up Jesus and I didn't really talk about the thing but I established a relationship based on hey I'd I'd like to eventually at some point in my life be where you are right look good be muscular you know wh- whatever you want to whatever you want to you know call it but establishing that relationship based on common ground right and I think that the communication comes naturally once you establish that relationship it, it depends on everything because I mean when we talk about the gym and talking about Jesus there's two different aspects where you when you communicate things in the gym you can't really offend someone too much or you know you're all there for the same reason but when you're communicating things of the church with yep. certain people with certain reliefs with certain religions with certain um mm-hmm. history then yep. that differs compared to talking in the gym but yep. yes you well I, you think it's, I think it's definitely a lot harder if it's somebody that you're a friend with right yeah i think that's the yep. point of the the questions and i think the fear aspect of the of what people run into is like oh, i'm afraid to talk to my friend but what right? kind of friends too are we talking about here are we talking well, about I mean, friends that we hang out about friends. at work or are we talking about even... friends that at work because there's two different people right as well I think, I think if you're talking about friends you're talking about friends like somebody that people I, that are involved in your life yeah like, you, you have a, like yeah. not just a high in there yeah you talk outside of work right yeah right yeah so those kind of friends yeah yeah and i think that's a lot harder to talk to to me personally yeah it is some some random i agree with oh yeah yeah most definitely I remember um, when I was. I finally saw the lightning. You finally saw the lightning. <laughs> I saw the light. I finally. Oh, it's getting closer. Go stand out, Caesar. Go stand outside, Caesar. We'll see if he gets struck down. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Pro- uh, I'm I kidding. think I'll be saved. <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah. Be good. Hey, uh, just put your electric car out there. It might charge it. Yeah, right. Instant charge. Brought to you by God. Brought to you by God. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, when I was uh very new and zealous and uh naive um i scared a lot of people off with the with the beat them over the head tactic uh, communication yeah, yeah right right and uh, it took me a long time to uh well because i guess i was sort of brainwashed into a way of thinking <laughs> Um, you have to do things this way. There is no other way. If you do, don't do things this way, then you're not doing them biblically and blah, blah, blah. What I had seen in my example was that you don't communicate with tact. You just communicate truth, right? That's why it's part, part of trial and error. Yeah. You tried so yeah. thing, you error, you fixed it. And maybe that person was never going to do better. Never, yeah. And maybe that person was never going to accept the gospel anyway. Friend, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, look, I've got friends that aren't believers. Right? Yeah. It's just a matter of fact, but have I discussed it with them? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Was it difficult? Extremely difficult, but it was a subject that they brought up, right? They brought it down. Not me. And so when we have the conversation, I've always I've always been knowing that, hey, probably not going to change his mind in one conversation. I don't mm-hmm. plan on changing his mind in one conversation. Right. I just want to leave it open so that we can talk again. And, and that's time. the way it should be. You should have it open that way. And that's why I that's said right. you should have a conversation and leave it open for yep. discussion for a later time as well. Because, um, yeah, you can't convert them all at once. And then this, that's the best way. You throw hints in there about what your belief is, kind of. And that makes them open the question. You're waiting. It's kind of like inviting them in mm-hmm. for the question. Yeah. So then they ask you, well, why do you go to church? 
Yeah. Why or, do you believe that? Why do you believe that? Or what do you what, want? What 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 got you into church is the questions that they can ask you because that's one of the questions that I was asked about is like why do you go to church? Uh-huh. How how did you start there? What did you tell them? And those little things. Oh, it's an episode one. No, I just no, things. You know, I told them the truth things. Why do you go to church? It'll be like I go to church because you know of my beliefs, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ramble on because I, I've think I've said it enough. But, you know, that I believe in Jesus. And how do you get, why did you choose this church? And then I go into my history of why I chose this church and yeah. what I've done and how it was. That's your testimony. You know, my testimony. So that's what I say. And then you can reverse the question right then and there. Be like, hey, but you know what? What's been your experience? Yeah. Not even why don't you go to church? No. How has your experience been in the past? Mm-hmm. Do you currently go to one? How is yours? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe I can go visit one day or maybe, uh, oh, if you ever change your mind, give me a call if you want to talk about it. Things yeah. of that nature yeah. is what gets, you know, um, the gears moving right. and gets people interested. Right. And again, you're not, it's the way you communicate. You deliver the message as well. And the conversations that you have, it's yeah. not a script. No. You can't script these things. No, out. you can't. No. You can't. It's like you said also, Nick, you, you just got to conversate. Yeah. You've got to find things to talk about. It's easier for some people than it is for others. And you can work it in, and then there's just dropping hints. If it takes about three months of just dropping things of mentioning your church or things, activities you've done with your church, activities you've done, they're going to get interested, and they're going to probably ask you a question eventually here there. Yeah, or just being a good example for people, you know. Yeah. Smiling over there, Justin. What do you— I'm just smiling. (laughs) You're just smiling. Have a great time. Yeah, I know. It's good good stuff, man. I know. I think it's great. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's the the truth of the matter is you're never going to get over any of the fears. No, but but that's not part of the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you just have to realize, you know what? It's okay if I have this conversation with this person, yep. because I know that I'm not going to end the conversation in such a way where they're upset with me. Yeah, right. Because right. because I'm not hitting them over the head with it. Yeah. That's yeah. all. And I think I think that's I think that's a lot of people's fears. Oh man, you know, I've known them for like twenty years and they don't know that I or like maybe it's ten years or five years, whatever, right? Like, oh man, they don't know that I believe and well then at that point you're thinking, wait a minute, if they don't know that I believe that there's a God, then what am I doing in my life that actually shows that mm-hmm. I believe in God? Right? Then they then you're like, Oh no, maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to go see that movie, right? Yep. But I mean, that's a different topic altogether, but at the same time, it's like, well, hey, look, if you're afraid to share something because of something you're doing yourself, yeah, you're being a hypocrite, but you know what? The church is full of hypocrites. Yep. There's always room for one more. <laughs> right? Yep, exactly. Exactly. And it, it's it's important. People need to know, man. People need to people need to know that they can be freed from their from their sin, from their, you know, because what, what are the people in our world struggling with right now? You know, and you think about uh, what are they going through? What are they dealing with? And a lot of them don't even know. A lot of them, a lot of them don't even know that they're not right with God. They just think that they're okay. Like I'm a good person. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I don't do this. I don't do that. You know, I'm a good person. I take care of my family. Blah blah blah. You know, God will, God will, you know, right, you know, sign me on. You know, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get me to heaven. I can just do whatever I want, and that's just not the case. You know, it's it, and it's it's a sad reality. But that's what that's what. They, that's what the prince of the power of the air wants us to think, right? Like that we're all okay, and and uh, well, not only all okay, but we're all good. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're good. Everybody, right. we're all good people. When even Jesus said, you know, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. Jesus Himself said that. Yeah, right. Like so, so what does that tell you about 
<laughs> where you're at, you know, and Jesus was God, right? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, like you said in the beginning, it's what, did, what is, uh, what do I, what is it? You said, uh, what has God done for me or what do I do for God? Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. And putting the question in the right, you're, you're putting the statement in the right order instead of the wrong order. Yeah. Instead of putting yourself first. Right. And that's, that's probably the, you know, the biggest, the biggest issue is selfishness. It's like, what, what, what am I going to accomplish? What am I going to do? I mean, there's a lot of people struggling with pornography and immorality of some kind and, you know, lying and trying to impress people. You know, there's, there's all sorts of sins that people in our world today are struggling with that they don't think are, are are bad they don't yeah. think are wrong you right? can kill somebody so it's you know a little confession time for me you know i used to i i lived a pretty ordinary life growing up i didn't have anything extraordinary happen to me i didn't have a crazy story I, at least i didn't think i did and i didn't think i you know so i would i would exaggerate things to try to impress people mm. you know to try to make friends right then what i learned is in the in, in the long run people are people are more okay with you just being yourself right and people are going to like you or they're not like they're going to be want to be your friend or they're not yeah that's just i was going to get to that point too it's like just be yourself that's another yeah. thing so if we are you know believers and we're followers then just be yourself right don't don't try to be scared to you know discuss some of these things with other people because then you're kind of just denying him yeah you know not being true to yourself and talking about how you are yeah. so if they're truly your friends or they're truly people that are meant to be in your life and they're gonna stick around yeah and be transparent and be a transparent person like you have you to admit do. like you know like I, i'm not afraid to sit here and admit that i fall short all the time you know and i think people i think there are people in this world that appreciate that mm -hmm. you know and i'm a preacher right like <laughs> i i do i i do spirituality and you know religion for a living and here i am saying i'm not perfect when the reality of it is you know, people have always thought their preachers were perfect, right? Like, the preacher doesn't sin, right? The preacher doesn't have any problems, hmm. right? And usually we're the ones with the biggest problems. You know, we're the ones with the biggest issues because we're, we're able to hide behind the curtain in the glass house and and show people, look at us. You know, look, we're standing in the pulpit. We, you know, we sit there and we study scripture all week and we get up there and preach a sermon, yet we're dealing with the same things every other human being is dealing with. Mm -hmm. And we need God in the same way that every human being needs God. Right. So... Amen. <laughs> what do you, what do you, you know, what do you do? I mean, yeah. you're going to say something? No, I mean, I was just thinking uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's important to realize that you're not the one that's supposed to make the heart change. It's not your job. Nope. It's God's job. So I think that the other thing that I felt whenever, if I share it with somebody, I have to realize I don't, I'm not the one cultivating the seed to make it grow. Right. Right. I'm I'm just planting the seed. No, I was gonna say, right? You're planting right? the seed. I mean, you're planting the seed. You're not the one doing the work. So you have to be careful not to think that I need to go back and do more work. That's the problem with preachers too. Is we think we got to do all the work, right? Oh, yeah. We think we got to go. We got to go. We we got to plant the seed. We got to water the seed. We got to you know yeah. we got to cause the increase. When it's Paul that says I watered or, or I planted Apollos water, but God gives the increases. And that's First Corinthians three six. That's right. Where he says. Where this is this basic idea, it's like that I don't cause any of the growth, that it's God that causes the growth, yet I do my part in order to cause that thing yeah, to grow. Yeah, back to the body of Christ. Like I was saying, sometimes, like I said, sometimes my position is, hey, I'm going to hand you the bullets because you're the sniper mm -hmm. and you go snipe, yep. right? Or maybe I'm the cook, so I'm going to go in back, I'm going to make the food so you got something to eat so you can keep shooting, right? Yeah. 
So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of different positions, and I think some people fit in differently than others. But, like I said at the beginning, you really have to be able to give an accounting for why you think. Right. Well, you should talk about uh, spiritual gifts one of these times, too, because I think that's a good, you know, a good segue into, you know, uh, what's your part? Where do you fit in to the church? How do you find your place, right? How do you begin to do things and, and, and you know, not for your own glory, but for the glory of God, right? So maybe another new subject we can bring up at some good point. Subject for another, um, for sure. You know, we dig into that's yeah. a difficult one. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, we don't want to get into it too much right now. Yeah, we've but... been rambling on for a little while. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then, hey. But yeah, so I think that sums it up. Relationship, communication, and then I think lastly, just send an invite. You know, just... Yeah, put it out there. You know, out like there. I said, build the relationship, find the find the common ground, build the relationship, and, and the relationship will do the work on its own, right? Yeah. The relationship yeah. will do it, make it easy to bring it up and, and share it. You know, like people always ask me, it's easy for me because people are like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a preacher. Oh, really? Oh, okay. What church, where do you, where do you, where do you, and then it's, you know, like they want to talk about or they want to, you know, a, a multiple people that. I guess it comes easier to you because that's your job yeah, compared yeah. to like us. That's not our job. So we have to find a way to segment into that topic. Right. Well, I mean, talk like I people. said, sometimes it presents itself. Well, yeah. Like I said, it presents itself. Or if you really wanted to, you drop, like I said, the little hints in there and yeah, for sure. eventually kind of. <laughs> make it happen you know but it's not all about getting people to come to church no it's not yeah because i mean if you can get them if you can get them to think and want to go to a church and your church may not be the right one they can come to our church and be like you know what i'm just not feeling it i want this other way but you know what i hope you find the church that you're looking for Mm -hmm. at the end of the day right our ultimate goal is to get them to trust in jesus and let him do the work that's right exactly if we if we can get them to trust in jesus and that's why you know over a period of time of like you know talking to people and and, uh sharing what i what i do for a living and sharing my faith and why i believe and what i believe uh, i've come to the conclusion that i just my that my goal you know i'm gonna plant that's my that's my job i'm gonna plant i'm gonna go out i'm gonna plant seed i'm gonna go talk to people i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up questions that are uncomfortable i'm gonna talk to them about things that they want to talk to about and let them let them let them sit on it somebody else is going to come along at some point and they're going to pour some water on it and it's going to grow you know and then that what what however far it grows god's going to give that increase once it's once it's watered right um, God's going to do that work, not me. Yep. All right. I like it. <laughs> well, I hope it was helpful for you. Uh, those of you who are listening, again, thank you for listening and to steal Caesar's phrase from wherever you're listening. However you may be listening. <laughs> we'll see you on the back pew. Pew, pew, pew. Hey there. Thanks again for tuning in to the back pew. Again, my name's Nick, and if you like what you did here today, whether it's your first time listening or you've been following the show since its inception, go ahead, hit that plus button so you can know every time we upload a new episode to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks again. We'll see you on the back view.